Well, since this podcast won't let me figure out how to um, submit this episode, I had to really make this episode so I can publish. It's going to be three parts. So if it sounds weird, because the last one I see on here is connect the nodes. The third part of the segment is because I was uh, at work today. It's the day before Valentine's. And I was like, hmm. I was like, man. I think about politicians. I think about the rappers. I think about, it's different for actors, but think about a good few people and I thought to myself I realized I might not be mindful of a lot of people because everyone's not the same the white folks in their music don't talk about really money or getting money black folks in their music not always talk about but they talk about money and predominantly hip hop but where I'm going with this is that when politicians get to a certain stage in their career, they catering and pandering to the people that support them and uh, fund them. They're not really for the people, as plenty of people would say. Artists, like, wherever the rapper comes from and shit, and that, that blew up off the map, they sort of needed that boost from wherever they was. Because I'm thinking about it for myself. Not every artist, but like, let's say you a band. Or let's say you a Taylor Swift or Jonas Brothers back wherever it got them started. <laughs> but you think the place that propelled them, that could speak and give a voice from where they at, they appreciate that. Because let me tell you where I'm from. You know I'm from Miami. Let's say we're talking about Trick Daddy. So we're talking about Kodak. XX Tentacion, uh, Lion Melly, Ariana's from Florida too, T Pain from Florida, Rick Ross from Florida. So it was like, think about it. Well, Ariana, no, she wouldn't fit the category. But look, it's like they'll sing, they'll rap, and this, and this, and that, and do tours. Like, they speak. What a lot of people are living in a certain extent. Yeah, right? The trials and tribulations and shit of what they do. Majority of the guys, maybe the females too, because I think the city girls is what a lot of females are trying to push. That uh, What's so funny is this. A lot of the people not really going through that, but they just love the hype and the feel of portraying that they're going through that. I'm going to relay with another story. Like, back when 2003, when Akon made Locked Up, I was, like, in third grade. But it was funny as fuck for the fact that I'm Haitian. It's, like, me singing like that, and I'm not living like that or know nothing about that. But I had the ideas of the mentality trying to, like, doing the shit that he was talking about. I didn't know it or really understood it. I'm reciting the words. But that lets you know what kind of program they put in your mind as a kid in the music. That you really want to be selling drugs to get locked up. And then seeing who really there for you. No matter how far you go. Your car was stolen. No registration and shit. Like, 
thought about that at work. And I was like, man, now that he he is a billionaire now pretty much in Africa, it's like he not pushing the same logic. He really helping people and doing for people. That's Akon. Now, what about the other people that you pay attention to that use that to push their rap career and the image or whatever it is? None of these people are like telling you how to get money or helping you get money in their music or in their daily lifestyle. You realize that, right? A lot of people don't pay that no mind. Like, they only exist because of what they use to start their career, that persona, that image that they create, which you feel represents you and what you're going through in your era right now. But like Gucci Man, you see that where Gucci Man came from and what he is like now, and people are saying he changed. No, once they use that catapult to get from the circumstance, they really don't start keeping like that attitude mentality. It wouldn't make sense that I'm making ten million dollars a year, thirty million dollars a year, even knowing to like still be like that and keep that kind of rationality when that's not the case for me anymore. Like, people hate Jeezy for that. Uh, so, yeah, I don't really talk about that, that music anymore for that fact that he want to just be there for his people in a certain point because it's like, you really think you be talking about that shit when you're in your late 40s and shit going into your 50s? No, bro. Because that's why I like Kanye. Kanye never made that his thing. Uh, Jay-Z started with that too, but he didn't really need to keep pushing that. Weezy did. Wayne did for a long time. So you can see how they capitalize on that sheep mentality of rap and hip-hop to make money off of people. Because people are not going to sit there and pay attention to that. See Cardi and Megan Thee Stallion? Since females drawn to that shit right now so much. It's like Nikki. Nikki needed that back in the day when Nikki and you can see Big Fendi talk about on the Breakfast Club about how Nikki didn't even want that image. She wanted to be called Nikki Mirage. And then after that, they made the image for her called Nikki Minaj. And she ran with that shit. It did a lot for her and stuff like that. She just was like selling sex and sex appeal and some kind of feminine female rap. Now she so-called get replaced. Rihanna did her own thing. I can, Rihanna wasn't like that at all. So Rihanna was just she, she sexualized music too. Yes, a lot and freaky shit, but in a different circumstance where it wasn't like that's what she needed to catapult her. She had other skills and talent in her music, in her range, not to just be on that all the time. Beyonce is just uh, Beyonce. Um, but you understand so far, right? Know what I'm saying? It's like, wow. Let's look at that. Like, let's say who I listened to as a kid that was uh, there's not many people I can choose. Anyway, but I'm just starting to notice that if you paid that attention because it's like them artists be like Boosie, Boosie real, like E100 all the way around, like Boosie's Boosie, so there's no way to comment on that. Um, I'm just pointing the fact that it's like 
the artists do make you listen to music to make you feel good, but the artists don't have no real intentions to try and change your endeavors in a way. They'll just tell you to get money and hustle and what they're doing and what they're doing with their money, how they get money like the Migos. All they talk about is that shit. <laughs> Drake talk about how lavish his shit is. Uh, it's like, hmm. Well, well, damn, like, you've made it. Like, well, I gotta sit here and listen to you all day. And once you sort of, that clicks a certain point while you're working your regular job and shit, you don't need to be listening to people that talk about what they're doing and how they're enjoying all this money that you don't have. It's better to listen to shift that dynamic and shit. It's not to say completely turn them off. It's fun to have some entertaining music, but I noticed that that's the direction that majority of our music has in it like that. Because I have a wide range of shit that I listen to. <laughs> you know, my Japanese music is different. It hit different when you watch the anime at that time. <laughs> but that, that's what was going on today, I guess, for me. Because why connect that to politicians? Because... Politicians use that gimmick of where they came from, their grassroots, and this and that, and part of the community, and everything this, and 10, 15 years down the line, all of that gets faded and fuzzy, because the people that was around 10, 15 years ago is not the ones they depend on for their votes. That's a repetition. Like, when you got a person like Spike Lee, right, or... Any artist, like I mentioned, is like, once they leave that neighborhood and they got a set level of career, fame, and income, what keeps them is to sell that image and the label and stuff like that. It's not really the fan people that from the neighborhood anymore. It's bigger than that. So it's like, if you're from Brooklyn, like they say, you know Spike. The people that Spike knew back 40, 30 years ago in that neighborhood that was when he was starting his shit, they're probably not there anymore and whatnot. And what would it matter? He's been around the world. He's been traveling. Like, in the same way it comes with these artists. It's like, when they come back from home, if they visit, like, 5, 10, 15 years from now, it's not what it is, what it used to be anymore. A lot has probably changed. It's like, what do they need to commit to that stuff for? Just realistically think about that. You know? That's what I was looking at today while I was at work. And I was like, wow, I'm not crazy. Meanwhile, you, you probably moved, had different jobs. Uh, kids, family, and all a bunch of shit. But you still want to enjoy the image that they sell. It's funny. Yes, it's funny, yes. Whew. which I just spoke on right there as you sit there like you can do it too you know this is the thing about when I talked about selling your soul it's like let me go back to that Nikki situation Nikki Mirage was the original image that she created that image was not going to propel her career so they create one for her. What I mean by your soul is like this. Let's say on screen you're an actor, right? 
let's say you're playing Neo from the Matrix. Let's say before that, no one really cared about him as a person who he was till he portrayed that actor. He had to become the entity and live and embody something that was from a piece of paper that wasn't real, from an idea, imagination of someone else. That means that that personality, that attitude, that behavior, all of those things which aren't his, but is a part of him. It's not him, but he has to be that for that whole time on set in the film. But what happens now is that everyone just sees you for that. They don't see you for who you are. So now either you keep living up to that image and being that at the cost of you. Then you sell your soul. Who who are you now? Like, let's say, Nikki, if your whole schedule for the month, the next six to eight months of tours, shows, audition, signings, recordings, all of those things are taken up because of the image of Nicki Minaj that you have to portray and live. Now, it's like, when do you get to be who you are? That small 10% of time they give to, to you because they're milking you. The money that you're making them is like they don't care about who you are anymore. The image that they've given you to let you have all these luxury things you want and travel experience experiences you want to have now. You don't you don't get to be you anymore. You have to put on a smile, you have to do this, you have to do that. That part of you gone. So you feel like you've lost your soul. That's where that comes in. People not getting that. People getting other Calamity that they try to brainwash people with selling your soul. No, you don't. You don't get that. As much as see Michael Jackson, he had lots of money. It's like you could go to the mall and buy a bunch of things you want to buy, but now it's like you don't get to even enjoy these things. They make you so all this money, but when you get to enjoy them, because you don't really make your own schedule. I don't care how rich you think you are. Those people that want funding help and fund the money you get. If you're not a self-made multi-millionaire, where if you leave them, you can make millions on your own accord, then yeah, you depend on them. What they tell you to do and where to go and what to say and who to date, you will be doing that. You will not have control over that. Because why? You will probably fuck it up and you can't maintain that image. Because you didn't create it. They did. You act it out. You know? This is the thing that comes with that shit. People really don't get. If you see what their schedule's like, you got assistant manager telling you when to go, when to sleep. You just want to scream. You want to lose your fucking mind. Like, it's mental. Because you can't escape it. Where it's like... Even if you had 400000 even if you had $10 million, you want a contract, probably, one, two, how are you going to sacrifice such an addictive lifestyle? You're in a multi-million dollar mansion that you don't know how to maintain and pay budgets for because you don't handle all of that shit, right? And then on top of that, it's like you want to drop it. What kind of... How, the scare do you get the perks you have 
how you gonna still get those? Where do you know how to maintain and do all them things now that you decided to cut that shit off? It's hard to leave that shit. That's they be talking. It's hard to leave that shit. Now you gotta go to the basic person and try to flip money and maintain or do something with your money and invest in shit. And it's not easy for you to do because you didn't specialize in doing that shit before your career rise happened. You gotta learn all over again. Yep. Yeah, not thinking it from that point of view. Yeah, thinking it from what TV condition. You. If you're not one of those, you. And it's funny. We don't see billionaires out here talking about getting money, holding money to their ear. When Jay Z said there's a disconnect, we don't call that money over here. He like, them billionaires not out here trying to stun on y'all. Try to throw it up in the club and shit. Who does that? Y'all do that shit. Who the fuck about doing that shit? Are you nuts? Man, that's just crazy though, seeing that. That dynamic. (laughs) But I find I can post this after finishing this. Uh, 